Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Successful. Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Collision Post Show for August 12th, 2023. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS Beer Garden. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Saturday nights, wherever... Wherever you guys may be, man, Jason Barker, before the uh, Mustang pulls into the parking lot, $100 super chat by Jason Barker. Sup, y'all? Let's get it done in the venue. Get those likes up, and let's get to 150,000 subscribers as we just hit 148 today. Thank you guys for the tremendous support. As always, joined by my partner in crime on Wednesdays and sometimes Saturdays. Chi-Town Smart. Jesse, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Look at the beautiful layout, bro. Yeah, I know. You don't remember that I had this made for episode one? It it looks different, man. No, no, it's the same one. Looks different, bro. That's up. Yeah, man. Listen, man, we're, we're, listen, man, we're mostly professional of you. What are you you talking about? Like, what am I going to show up with a dynamite uh, dynamite layout? Hey, I changed mine at the last second, bro. 
Last what do you want? What do you, you wear? Cincinnati Bengals jersey? When did you become a Bengals fan, bro? This is my Chad Ocho Cinco, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where is it? I thought I showed you this one. No, no, no. One of my authentics. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Ocho Cinco. This is the That's one he wore on the field when the idiot changed his name to Ocho Cinco. Oh, there you go. How much is that worth, man? Oh, it, it wasn't <laughs> cheap. This is not a knockoff, man. I didn't expect it to be, man. No, Listen, no, no. this is uh, this is not a knockoff podcast, man. We're the real deal here. Saturday Night Collision's the real deal. Uh, I know uh, Saturday is a, a very difficult time for a lot of people. Uh, I know, you know, and I'm being very upfront and honest with you. Thank you, uh, Paul, for being here. Yeah, thank you guys for being here, man. I mean, this yeah. is uh, this is reminiscent of like early NXT days where uh, a lot of people really don't watch day of. They'll watch whenever their schedule permits. So, you know, normally geeks like us will be live after the show is over. Not much people uh, are going to be able to tune in. But, um, you know, it, it's tough on a Saturday night, man. You know, I was very close to not even coming on here and, and saying, you know what, fuck it. it it's, it's Saturday night. I want to relax. I already feel overworked as it is. We're going yeah. to London in two weeks. It's like, you know, a lot of uh, rest and relaxation needs to happen before we... Uh, get in the trenches for uh, All In. But, you know, Collision is, and I state this every time we talk about Collision, it is the best weekly pro wrestling show right now that you could possibly be viewing. Uh, Tonight was no different. I thought tonight, though it lacked some excitement before the main event, uh, I thought the show was flowed beautifully. I thought it flowed very well. Uh, A lot to really, uh, I I would say, be hopeful for. And things got started tonight in uh, a couple of uh, different ways. One with Miro, Ricky Starks. We got the Gun Club. Things are happening on this show. And it's very consistent. But, you know, I I would be lying to you if I said this was a a, a great show. It was a blowaway show. It was a very good show with a lot of consistency that's set up for future programs with one hell of a fucking main event. A tremendous main event, man, with the House of Black and... CMFTR, we got Samoa Joe wrecking havoc on this show. Solid Saturday night, man. It was. It was nothing wrong with the show. And and all of our hesitations and everything else and just blah, you know, attitudes about doing it Saturday night. It has nothing to do with the show. The show's been great. Yeah. The show's been great. Um, you guys have been great. If you're here tonight, thank you. If you're watching tomorrow, if you're watching Sunday morning when you get up, you know. After your hangover from Saturday night. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it, man. But the show is good. The show has always been good. Yeah, show is uh show is very good. It's been good since uh the debut episode. Uh we're gonna get into everything, man. There's not really one thing that I want to focus on as uh, a talking point before we get into the actual review. Uh, outside of the Samoa Joe thing, man, I'll ask you this before we actually get into the breakdown of the show tonight. Samoa Joe was on this show. He uh squashed Andrew Everett, I, I think his name was, uh, and uh, very, very quick. Coquina Clutch. Yeah, seven feet tall. Uh, I mean, give me a break. Uh, choked him out and almost clotheslined his head off, completely off his shoulders, probably still rolling somewhere in the f- sixth row. And uh, Samojo got on the microphone, cut one hell of a promo against CM Punk, saying that uh, he has not answered the call. He's a, he's a coward. The real champion is a real coward. And he laid down the challenge for the pay-per-view in London. So Punk obviously was going to have to pay the consequences because Joe said, 
uh, he is going to get the answer out of him one way or another. And that's what he did in the main event tonight. Uh, Punk did not say anything in regards to Samoa Joe. He did not make any advances towards Samoa Joe. They didn't brawl. He didn't go seeking Samoa Joe. He was very in his business with FTR for the trios championships. So my question before we get into the breakdown of the review, Jesse, is are you any more excited for Samoa Joe and CM Punk seeing what we got tonight compared to you kind of being ho-hum and indifferent about it on Wednesday when I raised that question? Um, Look, to directly answer the question, no, I'm no more excited right now than I I was two hours ago. No. Okay. I mean, Joe said he's going to kill Punk, and we all know Joe's a man of his word, and we all knew that that show was not going to end until Joe got his hands on Punk, and that's exactly what happened. And there's not really that doesn't give you any additional heat. You know, let's see, you know, what Punk does when he comes back next week on him. You know, I mean, let's you gotta you gotta up the ante on this on this build. I mean, you really can't just bill it as another punk Joe and you know, let's do it. I mean, let we already got punk Joe three. What's number four supposed to do? I don't know what it's supposed to do. I I think it's just giving and, and like I said on Wednesday, I think it's giving punk what he wants to do. At All In. I mean, this is what Punk probably thinks is best for him at All In right now out of the current options that he has on the table for himself. Joe is not going to say no to that because to wrestle in front of 80,000 people against somebody that you've been uh, in war with for most of your career, I I think that's a great closing of that book for Samoa Joe and CM Punk. I mean, I have no problem with it, but I I mean, again, I'd be lying to you if I said this was the match that I definitely want to see for both guys. It's not. You know, yeah. it's not really what I anticipated for CM Punk, at the biggest AEW show of all time. Uh, obviously, we are not getting what we want. We're not getting Punk Omega. We're not getting CMFTR versus the Elite. But what else do we have, Jesse? It's like, what else does CM Punk do? What's best for him if we're not getting what we want? You know, and, and, and most of the time, it's not what we want. You know, we're, we're just innocent bystanders in this thing. We're the viewer. You know, if Punk wants Joe and Joe wants Punk, who the fuck are we to say anything? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let me look. I know I know it's in the past and we're trying to, you know, move on from it. But let's not let's not just dismiss and forget that the 50% booze that still rain down on Punk in every city he goes to is a non-factor. I mean, it's it 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 definitely is. I mean, so they play into it. The commentary does not ignore it. I like that. I don't like when there's clearly an elephant in the room and commentary tries to pretend like everything's hunky-dory. I like how commentary addresses it. Yeah. You know, mixed reaction, polarizing figure, all of the stuff that they always say. Um, but I I feel like that's it's just that has not like most of it, but has something to do with the thing going on with we just don't know what we want to do with punk to make it exciting for all in as, as far as a match for him at all in. I mean, if once you get past Omega. Everybody's just like, well, what else? What else? What what can Punk do at this major pay-per-view that people are going to be interested in other than Omega? I don't know. There is nothing. Ricky Starks? I mean, what what else is there? Like I said, there, there really isn't anything on the table for him. There's nothing, man. You know? And people are already complaining about Omega's potential match that I kind of uh, hinted on via the reports that we got coming out on Friday. It's going to be Kenny Omega supposedly... Teaming up with Adam Page and Kota Ibushi versus Bullet Club Gold, Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Konosuke Takeshita. Now, I have no problem with that match. It should be a fucking 
absolute, you know, banger of a match if we do get it. But, you know, there's no build to it. There's no build. I mean, you know, the the new Japan elitist would say there's a build because Jay White, the, you know, leader of the Bullet Club before, uh, you know, Finlay took over. And Kenny Omega before Jay White. I mean, it's a clash of former Bullet Club leaders, and there's a little his. Obviously, there's six years of history there. So, uh, I mean, they'll probably tell you that there is history, but and build, but there is really no build on American TV. It happened over the course of six years in in Japan. It's like, what what are you going to do to get me excited about the match after six years of you know a U.S. crowd not being prone to that type of thing? Yeah, I would honestly rather see Omega and Osprey again. Me too. I would rather see I would rather see what they do in front of that crowd. That 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 feels more exciting with no build than what we're getting with no build. Yeah. Uh Will Osprey by the way, he uh kind of changed the name and the look of the IWGP United States Championship. He changed the name to the United Kingdom Heavyweight Championship. Ooh. So there's a little bit of a little bit of a story Ooh. going on there with uh, Will Osprey who actually may end up being the number one pro wrestler in, in the world, 2023, man. It's going to be a neck-and-neck neck tie between MJF and, and Will Ospreay, I think. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. man. That, that's, that's pretty dickish, man. That's pretty messed up. I know. It's crazy. Man. It's got the IWGP uh, nameplate on and everything. You just changed the American flag out for the United Kingdom flag. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> Gotta love it, man. You love it. I, I, I think it's fucking great. You know? <laughs> I wish Gunther would do something like that with the IC title. I mean, just get rid of it, you know? Yeah, make it make it the Austrian title. Yeah, something, you know? <laughs> that'd be, that'd be prick, awesome. Prickish heel move. Uh, <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, we're going to get into the review here. I appreciate you joining us on a Saturday night. As I know, everybody's probably out having a fucking drink. And we're home watching pro wrestling. But we appreciate you being here nonetheless. And I want to thank you guys for 150,000. You know, we're 2,000 away, man. In my mind, I'm already at 150,000. But we're 2,000 away we had 148,000 early in the morning while I was sleeping, so I woke up to that. Nice surprise. Thank you guys very much, man. We had a tremendous SmackDown stream last night. Jey Uso, by the way, is not going to AEW. Yes, he is. I saw he quit. Yes, he is. For all the people that were uh, asking about my title on my podcast, Bro. I haven't told Jesse I was going to troll you guys with it. Bro, he he quit. I heard, this is what I heard. I heard he had a meeting with TK already. Bro, he's on the alumni section in WWE's website. They, they, did they put him there, they, really? They put him there, yeah. They moved Kudos. him to the alumni. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that, now, that is awesome. They moved I, him to the alumni <laughs> section, man. Now, that is awesome. I wonder whose idea was that, because that was, that was fucking brilliant. That was you, great. You, you, you want to know what Kurt Angle said, man? Kurt Angle had some uh, pretty interesting things in regards to this storyline. He said, Paul Heyman said they're in the bottom of the third inning. More like, I think Paul Heyman stated that they're in the bottom of the eighth inning and they're very lost on what to do next. Oh, they're in extras, bro. This this storyline is over. I mean, they're, they're this is an extra inning. the last yeah. drop out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 it definitely needs to end for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I still watch. I still watch it. I tune in. I tune in to SmackDown. This is this is my schedule. You think I'm bullshitting? SmackDown starts. I turn it on. I turned on this week. I saw Charlotte Flair. I turned it off. Yep. All right. I turned it back on at the middle of the show. Didn't see any bloodline. Turned it off. Came back at the end of the show. Now I'm ready to watch. So it's still interesting because it's not overly saturated for me because that's pretty much all I'm watching. But I could see you split up the Usos and they're headed for a collision course. 
you've reached their end. This you can't tell me that one of the end game points will be to have the Usos break up and face off. That you you just you're just reaching now. Yeah. Um who's this who's this in the chat? Derek Davis. JD, the stream is blurry. No, it ain't, bro. The stream yeah. is not blurry. You're, you're I'm streaming at I'm streaming at fucking 1080 60 frames per second, bro. We're not blurry. Yeah. You, you got to change the fucking uh, go to the pinwheel on your browser in your YouTube player and change the resolution, man. Come on. What, what are we living in the Stone Age? Yeah. Holy shit. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that's the bloodline news. Oh, man, you missed Top Dollar last night. Oh, man, did I? Yeah, you, mi- I, you, I, you, I did. you missed Flop Dollar, bro. I didn't miss anything last night that I wanted to see, except I saw Edge came back. Edge came back, right? Uh, Edge came back, yes. I would have wanted to see that. But other than that, Same old shit. Same old shit. It it is. Who who cares? I'm just happy Jay Uso is leaving. Hey, maybe he's going to join his sister-in-law over at Impact. Maybe. Maybe. And I heard you talking shit about Impact last night, you dick. Who? I, that wasn't me, bro. You, you, were yes, watching, you were watching somebody else, I believe, man. Do you think I wasn't going to see that shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I thank you guys, man. Go and check out last night's stream. Go and check out today's extra that I uploaded. Uh, Endeavor is now on board with Nick Khan making NXT a sustainable third brand. Fuck off. You had that before you blew it up, you fucking idiots. Ridiculous, man. What a what a piece of shit, piece of shit story that is. Can't stand that shit, man. Uh, go check all that stuff out. I even did an extra on the uh, Triple H being removed from the board of directors. That's exactly what it, what happened. He was removed from the board of directors. Bro, Triple he, he didn't quit. McMahon. He didn't quit. He was removed. Stephanie McMahon leaving the company entirely. Triple H no longer on the board, and I still see people talking about this is no big deal. Those people, no disrespect to anybody in the chat, but if you think that Stephanie and Triple H both leaving the board and Stephanie leaving the company is not a major flag, you have blinders on and you are more than likely an elitist. I'm sorry. I tell you, man. I don't know. You don't think that's a red flag, man. There's something wrong with you. That's a problem. Go check that out. I got uh, 20 minutes on that story alone. Uh, lots of stuff for you guys to catch up on. Follow us on social media, at JD from NY206, Chi-Town Smart on Twitter. Go and uh, follow us there for all the latest on what we do. I'm also on TikTok, Cameo, and Instagram. So make sure you guys go check me out on all the socials. Uh, also, hit that subscribe button. Continue to support the channel. Super Chats are open. Hit that thumbs up. Let's try for a light goal. Clucky is here as well. Uh, Clucky hit the subscribe button. Uh, let, let's go for a light goal of 750 likes, guys. Can we get 750 likes on the stream tonight? And as always, make sure you guys get those super chats in. If you guys want to hang out at the end of the show, it's up to you guys how long you want us to be here, man. So get them on in, and uh, we'll hang out with our beverages at the end of the show for last call here on Saturday night. Let's Did get... Triple H get his 90-day non-compete with another board clause? Uh, I don't know, man, but he's set to make over $5 million with the sale of the company. The sale of the company. Yeah. Now, how much How much is he going to lose annually for no longer being a board member? Uh, I have no idea. That's a good question. Yeah. You know, his opinion doesn't matter to them, bro. Clearly. Oh, well. You know, a lot, a lot of the excuses were before we get into the uh, collision stuff. 
Uh, a lot of the uh, opinions were, oh, well, he, he's not he's not really up on the business side. How the fuck man. do they know? How do, you, how do they know? Well, what are you talking about? He's held a position since 2015. What the fuck man. are you talking about? If there's anybody these, that knows no the business name? of WWE, it's Triple H. Who are these no-name a-holes that did get on the board? It wasn't even Barrios and Michelle. We, at least we know of those names. No. We, we know Vince is not going to leave the board. So how do these other clowns get on and Paul Levesque did not? You know what I think uh, is going on here? Dun, dun, dun. The oh, beginning of the end. Triple H is finished, man. Kevin Dunn's not on the board anymore either. Who? Kevin Dunn's not on the board anymore either, though. No. No, no, no. You know, Dana White's not on the board either. No, Dana White was never on the board. Yeah, he was never on the board, yeah. No. You know. Triple H is about to get deleted. <laughs> You know, that's what's going to happen, man. What, I, I'm expecting the worst here, man. You can't blame me for feeling that way. Anyway, Jeez, we are uh, going to get into Ricky Starks here, man. Ricky Starks is the first thing that we see on AEW Collision tonight after his beatdown of the dragon, Ricky Steamboat, last week. Special guest referee for uh, Ricky Starks and CM Punk last week. Tony Schiavone's there welcoming Ricky Starks. Starks came out to booze. And he had the belt that he used to whip Steamboat with in his possession. Shivani announced that Starks has been suspended from wrestling for 30 days, so he will not be competing at All In or All Out. Starks said that he did what he had to do to Steamboat because there are consequences to everyone's actions. And clearly there are consequences consequences to Ricky Starks' actions because he was suspended for 30 days. Starks said that he figured that AEW would suspend him, so he went ahead and got a manager's license to make sure he stays on his show. Now, obviously, you know, listen, I I have no problem with Ricky Starks. I think Ricky Starks is tremendous. But there is logical logical here uh, because, you know, the company company suspended him. (laughs) And pardon me for the AW elitists that are going to be out there watching. Oh, JG's going to complain about everything. You know, Ricky Starks got suspended by the company, the same company that also probably had to approve Jesse, his manager's license to appear on the show. What so it's, it's probably like, who the fuck else would? <laughs> TNT? I don't, know. I don't know, man. Tony uh, Khan got a request for a manager's license and said approved, then said suspended. This is the shit that I have to think about when I'm watching this. And I'm watching this with like, squinty eyes and i'm like how the fuck does that make any sense guys think about what you do at work for a living okay whatever it is you do you know say you're a bank teller okay you're a bank teller and you get suspended at your job for being a bank teller so instead you decide to go work in the in the maintenance department in the same bank you can't do that you're fucking suspended i don't know (laughs) I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Please. So Starks told CM Punk that that since he brought Ricky Steamboat into the proceedings, that the blood was on his hands. He turned Punk's words against him, asking Punk if he could live with his win over Ricky Starks last week. So that starting next week, he is going to start a war and bring it to Punk's front door. Starks left to a mixture of cheers and boos. Obviously, the cheers came from the people that don't like CM Punk, and the others are just playing into the fact that Ricky Starks is turning heel. 
And this was a great promo. He walked out, very animated, Jesse. And I do think that this heel turn is going to do uh, very, very well for Ricky Starks. I I don't know what he means by bringing it to Punk's front door. So Punk is having, uh, as world champion, man, he's having a lot of different things come at him from all different angles. We got Ricky Starks. We got Samoa Joe. He's the world champion. He's probably going to get the interest of MJF sooner rather than later. So Punk is going to be involved in a myriad of things here, man. Uh, How are you feeling about this promo? I thought it was great, and outside of the illogical thing where he got a manager's license but also suspended by the same fucking person that would probably approve the manager's license, I thought this was a great promo. No, 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 no don't get me started, dude. Ricky, Ricky Starks and his promo ability, and, and, he's, and he works clearly better as a heel than a babyface. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would have preferred to see where his babyface run was going to go if it felt like they didn't give it any time to breathe, though. Um, but yeah, this this logic gap here. I mean, seriously, I mean it. It's so avoidable. It's so avoidable. Just, just you could just say, okay, if you have to somehow get a suspension in there for some weird reason, I'm he's suspended from in ring competition. Okay, maybe that. Maybe he's suspended from in ring competition because of what he did. You know, maybe he he was maybe he was gonna get suspended, but then he had his attorney work out a deal where he would just stay out of the ring and the matches and still be out ringside as a match. Something just, just don't make us feel this stupid because this, like you just said, the same person that suspended him approved this goddamn manager's license. Yeah. That was dumb. But out, outside of that, Ricky Starks is great at what he does, man. Um, I, I, I think this heel run will be awesome for him. I don't know how far he gets to go. He's already lost to punk. Um, what does he do next? I don't know. I mean, you know, he's already beaten Punk by nefarious means. I don't see him beating well, Punk again. Well, well I mean, yeah. Know? Well, I mean, let's—he's he, not going to win the title. No. So, I don't know, man. You know, I—I I said, I said from a few weeks back, I think Ricky Starks joining Bullet Club Gold would be fucking great. I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know why they didn't even venture th- that way. You know, I, I do think that Punk was kind of feuding with Bullet Club Gold for a little bit. Then they just kind of seemingly moved away from it. I don't even think Ricky Starks kind of tied up loose ends with Jay White either. You know, he was feuding with Jay White. So, you know, I think he would be a nice fit for Bullet Club Gold. But like you said, I'm having a difficult time finding out what Ricky Starks are thinking about, what Ricky Starks does next and where he goes. Because we know if he does another match with Punk, it's going to end up in the same way that uh, it, it ended up last week with him losing. So what does he do? And Punk is not losing again until he drops that world championship. So I don't know. No, he's still the he's still the Twitter champion, right? Yeah, he's still the uh, he's still the uh, the real world champion. No, no, he's the, he's the ex champion. He's the Twitter champion. He is. Yes. 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 The ex champion. Yeah. Or the NWO champion. I don't know. Whatever you want. Yeah, he's, tw- he's the Twitter champion, bro. It's twenty twenty three. Anyway, uh, moving on from Ricky Starks, very good open to the show. We go from Starks to the acclaimed. It's good to see the acclaimed back, obviously, minus daddy ass Billy Gunn, Anthony Bowens, and Max Caster against the Iron Savages. If these guys looked and moved around familiar to you, they are the former Bear Country. Yes, this is Boulder and Bronson with Jacked Jameson. In their corner. Who? I don't know. I don't know. They, 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 they perform on Ring of Honor, if I'm not mistaken. And I have to ask, uh, who watches Ring of Honor Dark? Nobody. Nobody. So uh, the acclaimed are out there with Billy Gunn's boots that he left in the ring. 
And this was a, a pretty decent tag team match. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I will say this, Jesse. The Iron Savages got a lot of offense on the acclaimed in this match. I was thinking about you while watching this. I'm like, you know, if this is the acclaimed's breaking out party and, you know, they're on the road without Billy Gunn now and they're trying to get back into contention, you would think that they'd have a, a sound, solid victory here, man. It was more of the Iron Savages getting offense on the acclaimed than the other way around. What'd you think of that? No, nah, these guys didn't even get an entrance, so. Well, I mean, minus that. As far as I'm concerned, you don't have an entrance. You shouldn't be getting as much offense. Well, they got a lot of offense. They got a lot. They got a, Guys, that, that, that was not a bomb. If you, if you don't feel like doing the conversions, bombs are in red. Yes, the bombs are in red, guys. Uh, I, I don't know why we're uh, claiming that uh, Average Foodie donated 100 in Super Chat. He did not. That's, that's I don't even. And, I wish YouTube would tell me the fucking currency in which Average Foodie donated. It's a dollar and tw- it's a dollar and twenty cents in rupees. There you go. One dollar and twenty cents American. Thank you, Average Foodie. So the bombs will be they, they're color coded. The bombs will be in red. That is the conversion. Now, what is with everybody on a Saturday night, man? Fucking the, the stream is blurry. We, we got a, a green bomb in the chat instead of red. <laughs> I'm like, what do you guys go? What are you guys on tonight, man? You drinking early? Yeah, they I'm are. not even there yet. Yeah, they are. Jesus man. Christ. Anyway, I think I'm going to start drinking. Come to Super Chats, man. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I'm going to start drinking, come to Super Chats. So the longer the Super Chats go, the drunker I'll be by the end of this show. There you go. If you want to see Jesse drunk, there you go. There's a reason to Super Chat. Um, Anthony Bowens and Max Caster get the victory here over uh, the Iron Savages. Caster avoided a big splash from Bronson. We uh, are are just coming back from a commercial break. Before the break, uh, the former Bear Country here dropped both guys with a Samoan drop fallaway slam. So Bowens made the hot tag. He ran wild. Until Boulder sent him flying with a flapjack. The Iron Savages hit a uh, big-time spine buster on Bowens for a near fall. That was broken up by Max Caster. Then they went for their big tower splash. But Caster dropkicked Bronson off of Boulder's shoulders. Caster did Death Valley driver on Boulder before the acclaimed hit the Scissor Me Timbers on an interfering uh, jacked Jameson who got into the ring. The acclaimed hits uh, dual famousers on the Iron Savages, and that was basically it. They finished off the Iron Savages with the famousers one, two, three, with Caster scoring the pin and getting the victory. After the match was over, Caster grabbed the microphone and announced that they'll be wrestling on Dynamite this Wednesday and that the best tag team in the industry is back. They have the spirit of Billy Gunn with them. That will keep them moving back to the top. Bowen says the crowd never got a chance to say goodbye to Gunn. So he has them all throw up scissors in tribute. Bro, this is, uh, I mean, if you've been watching wrestling long enough, you know, the acclaimed are going to get hot again, and then Billy Gunn is going to pretend to join them and come back out only for Billy Gunn to turn on them, turn heel, and probably join his sons in the Bullet Club, man. I'm waiting for it. I think it's going to be great. But, man, is it really, really telegraphed? It is very telegraphed. I I think they could have avoided it being so telegraphed by having the acclaim stop carrying around the boots and still, you know, bummed out over Billy Gunn. I mean, at this point, these young guys should move on with their fucking career. This guy retired. It is what it is. Move on and get your momentum back. Completely forget about him. And then let him pop up out of the blue and turn on you guys. You guys are walking around, man, we really miss Billy Gunn. I really, man, that sucks next week. Boy, look at these boots. We really miss Billy 
he came back and turned on us. Oh my goodness. Who would it's, yeah. it's so fucking telegraphed, man. I'm looking forward to it though. I think uh I think Billy Gunn kind of throwing the wool over the acclaimed's eyes is gonna be good television, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, even, even though you and I had discussed this already, that him joining his sons way back when was the right idea, that's and they, they kind of bo- they kind of botched that. But now they're going back to it, and I hope it still has the same impact, you know? Yes. Because the acclaim were hot then. They kind of lost steam now. Now AEW is in the process of gaining the heat back on the acclaim and getting them popular again and revving them up, only for yes. them to do the same thing that you and I discussed months ago. Yeah, so now Billy Gunn's going to be in Bullet Club Gold. I mean, sure. Good. You know, the, look, Billy Gunn works anywhere for me, you know, as a managerial role in this company. He's, he's fucking great at what he does. Yeah. But, I mean, at this point now, the gun club almost don't need him. Yeah. He's got Juice and, and I, I know. Jay White. Yeah. But, sure, add, add Billy Gunn to the group. It, it can't hurt it. It'd be no, awesome. No. Bullet Club Goals doing, th- doing their thing, man. I, li- I like the makeup of that group. I think I think it's really, really starting to take off. Uh, and they haven't even hit their stride yet. I mean, they have they've had some bangers, but uh, I mean, we we need them on the show semi regularly as well. So they were on the show tonight, and we got a backstage segment with Bullet Club Gold and Lexi Nair. They brag about their recent accomplishments with Jay White saying that they are the most elite version of the Bullet Club yet. Wink, wink. I just mentioned not too long ago that the rumor is. That the elite with Kota Ibushi will wrestle Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Konosuke Takeshita at the pay-per-view. So that may have been a little subtle tease as to where we're going. And Kenny Omega is going to be announcing what is going to happen with him at the pay-per-view on Wednesday when he sits down with Jim Ross. So Jay White says that while there are some guys who call themselves elites, they don't have that right. The Young Bucks don't have the right to call themselves the best brother tag team of wrestling either. As that claim goes to the gun club, the guns will be coming to dynamite this Wednesday to prove it. And the match is made, Jesse. We got the gun club versus the young bucks on Wednesday's dynamite. Which I know is probably too predictable because the young bucks are not going to lose before they have to wrestle FTR at all. In. No, so. no, they're, they're not at all. And and yes, guys, we, we uh, well, not we, I know I've seen. Yes, CM Punk made some comments about Hangman Page after Collision tonight. Uh, somebody filmed it with their phone, on his, uh, phone I'm assuming, and posted yeah, it to Twitter. I, I, I have the transcript. Carolina is Hangman Country. References a sign in the crowd. Earlier today, I went to a local supermarket, and I figured out why they call him Hangman. It's because the pegs in the toy aisle are full of hangman action figures because nobody wants to buy them. He's a peg warmer, unlike me, who moves merchandise, pops ratings, and sells toys. You got everybody in AEW saying, I'm the heart, I'm the soul, I'm the spirit. Well, that's objective. Uh, what's a fact? What the what's a fact is the people who say that certainly aren't the chin of AEW because the lights go out faster than what GTS. I'm reading this word for word. I swear to God, go to sleep. I don't know what I'm trying to do. I got rocked too. I told the house of black, no chops and they chopped me. So I'm very mad. Is that a shoot? 
I don't know why is he why is he bringing why is he bringing Hangman into this after a great match tonight? Like I don't understand I, that. I don't know, but whatever. It you is, know, these guys are going to have to share a locker situation. room come two weeks. You know that. Yeah, it's not going to help the fucking situation at all. And it sounds like from what he's saying, it sounds like he told the House of Black no chops, and they chopped them, and he got a problem with it. From what it, if this is a shoot. I don't know. He's got to stop crying so much, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't. It's uh, there's always a fucking problem here. Always, always. We can't have uh, we can't have one week where oh man, great wrestling, great match. Let's move on to next week and get excited about what's coming up. No, no, great match, and we got to have drama. Yes. And yes. something's got to be said about what happened and what he didn't like and what this person didn't like and blah blah blah. More from the Twitter champion. You know what I would like. If I'm being honest about this punk situation with this title, punk came out and explained that he claimed himself to be the real champion because he never lost it. You know who never said shit about this? Tony Khan. Yeah. He never addressed. So is punk champion because punk says so, or is Tony Khan going to come out and back him up and say, okay, yes, punk is the champion. But what is Tony Khan going to do? Was he going to say to CM Punk, no, you're not the real champion. You can't take that belt out there. He could, but what is CM Punk going to do? Fuck you. I'm taking the belt out there. Well, just confirm it. Make it at least from your mouth and not his. As far so who 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 is the who is the TNT champion? Uh Christian Cage. Pretty much, right? Cuz Christian <laughs> Cage says so. S- same thing, you know what I'm saying? So we all know that Christian Cage is not really the TNT champion. As far as I'm concerned, I guess so punk is not because TK has never confirmed it. Even my cat doesn't think uh, Luchasaurus is the uh, TNT champion. <laughs> yeah, Luchasaurus is not shit. Christian Cage came to be champion, but just confirm in a statement or something. Well, yes, maybe so. maybe we get there with Tony Khan saying that to CM Punk when the time is right and that storyline gets on the way. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see that. I mean, it would add a little bit more intrigue to it for sure. The boss yeah, is saying, you're not the real point. champion. You know, what are you doing? You can't take that belt out there. I mean, it'd be a little bit too late being that he's done it week after week after week already. He's done it. And yeah, at this point, we have two champions because Punk said so. How does... <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, I, don't, I find this very funny, man, that he's got choice words for Hangman Page, who just signed probably a lifetime contract with this fucking company, you know, for millions upon millions of dollars. And now, now CM Punk wants to say something. You know, I, I don't know if it's legit or not. It may end up being a fucking work, bro. We don't know. I hope it's a work. We don't know. For the, for the love of God, I hope it's a work. Because a match with Punk would be just as interesting. Um, or a match with Punk and Hangman would be just as interesting as a match with Omega and Punk. Yeah. So, so I hope it's a work. I hope it's a complete work. Because I, I can't imagine him going out there and saying this shit after TK supposedly put all this shit to rest. You know what I wish was uh, a little bit more interesting, man? This women's match that we got tonight. Diamante, Mercedes Martinez, Chris Statlander, and Willow Nightingale. Seems like it didn't really uh, get going, man. I don't know what it was. It didn't kick into that next gear for me. I don't know if I uh, am the only one feeling that way, but honestly, it it didn't do anything for me, man. I I don't know. How are you feeling? It's very boring. Yeah. It's very, very boring, and I know Mercedes Martinez is great, we know, know Chris Statlander's fucking great. I know Statlander's great. You know? Who Outside knows who Diamante is? How, how often have we seen Diamante on Dynamite or Collision, man? Do we know who does the does the audience know who Diamante is? No. I know she I know she's, you know, good in the ring, but yeah, they haven't given us anything for her. I mean, no. you, you can't I mean being good in the ring is not gonna make it on TV. 
All right, that that that's good for dark. No video yeah, package, no promo, no in-ring, no 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 in-ring no, no, no yeah. in ability as far as uh, her uh, showcasing what she can do on Collision or Dynamite. She's been on Ring of Honor and Dark before that, so it's like, what what do we have to work off of with someone like this? Now, Stat yeah. is great. They're not do, really doing much with Stat. You can see where they're going with her and Mercedes. Willow's yeah. been very good. Willow's over. You know, they continue to build on Willow, which is great. You know, if they only take that same formula and apply it to everybody else that they want to get over, then we'd uh, we'd be in good shape. But, I mean, you throw uh, someone like that in there, it's not going to really generate the interest of the crowd. And, you know, a lot of these people, you know, Mercedes Martinez, no matter how good she is, how often has she been in front of this audience? Yeah. You know, it, it, go, it goes back to the just same thing we're complaining about Diamante, you know. It's just as cold. Yeah. So, so at, at the end of the night, this match is not going to work. And nobody's gonna really, you know, find any interest in this. But I do. But I do. I do hope that they have a nice, solid nucleus of women that they that they continue to build on, because I, I do think that it needs to separate itself from what we see on Dynamite. Yeah, it it, it needs to. It's just it's just so depressingly boring, man. Yeah, I don't it know really why. Is. I don't know why. Chris Statlander was is my favorite, my absolute favorite female wrestler in the company. And she's boring right now. Yeah, boring, man. Yeah, we need Thund- we need Thunder Rosa back, man. We're, we're, we're waiting for Thunder Rosa to hopefully uh, generate some interest in this division on this show. I don't know when that's going to happen. She's she should be cleared. Uh, is hopefully, she the, she, soon. is she the mystery opponent in this All In match? The the mystery opponent. There's a there's a there's a mystery opponent in the in the women's um All In matchup coming up. So it's gonna it's not a fatal four way. It's a fatal four way. Yeah, Britt, Bre- Britt Breaker's wrestling the bunny on Wednesday. Uh, oh, that that's gonna determine that yes. last spot. Yes. Uh, yeah, the bunny, the bunny's going all in, bro. So bunny's all in. Okay, bunny, yeah, the so bunny's, bunny's all, all in. in. Yeah. Yeah, Britt Brit, Brit is going to. Uh, I think she has to pull a uh, wisdom tooth that weekend. I was. I, I would seriously hope we get a I, I double bet. DQ and, and the spot stays open for a mystery opponent. Maybe who knows, man? Maybe maybe we get Mercedes. Who knows? You know? Yeah. Mercedes yeah. Martinez. We, we, yeah, we wish. <laughs> uh, anyway, Statlander and Diamante started off with uh, Diamante keeping Statlander uh, off of her feet until Stat caught her with a crossbody. Nightingale tagged in. Oh, my goodness. That's now red. that, now that is what That's I call red. a bomb. Oh, my goodness. Zumba Cliff making Saturday night all right. Along with my guy, Jason Barker, we got a $100 super chat. Yo, JD and Jesse, I really want to see Mercedes Monet versus Britt Baker. Thanks for a lit Saturday night. OTS for life. And can you do the Shiro? Can't blame that one on Jesse tonight. There you go, Zuba Cliff. Thank you so much, brother. He mentioned your name, bro. 50, bro. <laughs> Half. He mentioned your name, man. Half. Anyway, There's no. Anyway, we got, got so much. We got tell nine. you what. Tell you what. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a shot for every bomb we get tonight. What do you got sitting there next to you? I'm gonna grab Sam. I'm gonna grab say uh, the Peach Crown Royal, man. Oh, there you go. That's good stuff. I'm gonna grab the peach. Let me let me get it sent in here. 
Um, so we got, what's her name? Nightingale making a tag, tagged in, low cross body. Martinez held on to Diamante to kind of ward off a big pounce by Willow. Diamante hit a basement dropkick. Martinez locked Willow in a paradise lock and hit a uh, big move with Diamante, double team. They double dropkicked, and they were in complete control here. Uh, as we, I believe, go to a commercial break. And my iPad just uh, malfunctioned here. I don't know why. Um, so we got these ladies in there. Two-on-one attack. We go to commercial break. Nightingale hit a big-time spinebuster on Diamante uh, and onto uh, Mercedes Martinez and then tagged in Chris Statlander. She ran wild. Nightingale joined her with big-time sentons. Martinez sent Statlander into Nightingale, sending Nightingale off the apron. After sending Statlander to the floor, Martinez then tossed Diamante onto her opponents on the outside. The match kind of broke down into all four ladies brawling it out. Eventually, Martinez caught Nightingale in a pin and scored the win with Diamante helping with leverage, which, I mean, if you watched it back, really wasn't leverage. She was kind of late to get that uh, that boot pressed in on Mercedes' back to uh, really get the leverage pin, but they got the win anyway. And uh, the heels... Get the victory here over TBS champion Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale. So uh, we're continuing Mercedes versus Chris Statlander, bro. I think this may be something that they do at All Out. Uh, I could see that being on the undercard there. But, um, again, this match didn't really do much for me. There you go. Jesse had a uh, special delivery here. In my Vikings glass. There you go. There we go. Yeah, no, man, it was it was really paint by numbers. It was... I don't like stat on the losing end of a match. I don't care if she wasn't pinned or not. Yeah. Nonetheless, I mean, stat in the losing category in any scenario is not going to be good for her reign. Remember, we talked about booking the champions strong. Yeah. Chris Statlander, there's no there's no storyline reason for Chris Statlander to be on the losing end of a tag team match. There's just none. It just, it just, it doesn't make it any better. I'm not more interested because you know, the, the TBS champion loss in a tag match. So keep her strong. I don't know, man. What 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 is Stats title reign devolved into, man? I mean, it was so great when she came out, open challenge, Jade accepted right then and there, wins the title. Everybody's happy that Jade's reign is ending. And now Stats reign is no better than what Jade's was. It's like, what what are we doing? Like, where where's the direction here? Now, now clearly they're setting up Mercedes and Chris Statlander, and they got... You know, as simple as simple could be story, but, you know, what is has Mercedes given a reason as to why she attacked Chris Statlander? Did we get anything verbally from Mercedes about why she attacked Chris Statlander? Not that I know of. That, 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 don't, that doesn't mean no. I don't watch Rampage. Uh, I may have missed one week of collision, so it doesn't mean no, but it's not, not that I know of. And I, and I saw somebody say, oh, well, they cheated the wins. What's okay? She didn't get pinned. Okay. How many times have you seen Roman Reigns on the end of a loss in a tag match? MJF. Well, MJF got pinned in that tag team match with FDR. Great, but you can hand count, right? Yeah. And it's a part of the storyline, too. Yeah. So, I mean, come on, man. And the problem is the women need to be booked stronger. MJF has been booked very strong. Yeah. Very strong. So why can we not get that same, same booking for the women a lot of people saying it's just open challenge it's not uh any type of story no reason 
I guess she I guess she's owed a championship match now that she beat the champions team tonight, I'm assuming, right? There we go. That's logic. I don't know. But no reason. No story man. says Bruns in the chat. Mercedes and Diamante beat her up last week. Great. <laughs> Great, man. Continuing uh to know uh no story in the women's division. Awesome. No. Exactly what no. I like to see. Anyway, uh moving on. Tony Storm, speaking of the ladies, I I don't know how you guys are feeling, man. I, I think Tony Storm transforming into this Marilyn Monroe diva-esque fucking, you know, kind of vibe she's got going on there, man. I'm liking what Tony Storm is doing with this character. I, I don't know if it's because she's playing that role in the movie that she's in and it's kind of seeping onto television, but I, I like I like this this version of Tony Storm that we're slowly getting, man. Have you have you noticed a change and you know, a, a kind of, I would say, Tony moving away from what the outcasts is. I like it. Okay, so it, it's better than what she was doing. Yes. Okay, so if that's the case, then yes, I like it. But I feel like the bar has been lowered so goddamn low. This is better than what she was doing before, so I'll take it. Yeah. Now, you know, am I in love with it? No. It feels like Chelsea Green in AEW. So well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. That she just feels like a. She's like bitchy and complaining is what it yeah. feels like. Yeah, I mean, it, it really does. But I mean, look, I'll take this. You know, maybe this can develop into something more interesting. I'll take this over what she's been doing over the last few months. I'll take this. I, I'm not in love with it, but I'd rather see where this goes versus what she's been doing. So if if that's any solace. Well, they gave Tony Storm a nickname like Vince McMahon's giving everybody a nickname. Well, what's her no, nickname? Not. The tantalizing Tony Storm. Oh my God! No, the titillating Tony Storm. Is that what is that what her nickname? Is? Yeah, yeah, that that be <laughs> very true. <laughs> it's, it's very true. What about uh, what about the sensational Santos Escobar last night, man? You see that? His He's sensational. sensational He's sensational Santos Escobar. Yeah. Get the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's, I, I, I heard oh, I heard his big man. Bronson. Is it is his big Bronson Reed too? He's big, Bronson Reed, yeah. They yeah. just can't have names. They just have to have to have. But, yeah, but listen, man, listen, man. Triple H is running creative, bro. It's gotta that be is some part, kind of fucking adjective. That is part of creative, man. The tantalizing Tony Storm. I don't know what, what's Tony Storm's nickname. Tony Storm. Listen, man. Juice is rock hard, right? The rock hard. And there you go. With two cheeks, two cheek Tony. You know this. I don't know. Storm says she was depressed after losing her title to Sheeta, but she felt better now that she and Soraya are in the women's title match at All In. Storm insulted the other women in the locker room, calling them backstabbing, insecure, toxic little girl. <laughs> don't, 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 don't go there. Don't go there. Oh, man. She's throwing it right back at you, man. Backstabbing, insecure, toxic little girls. Look at that. Don't go there. We've all heard the rumors. Come on now. Oh, my goodness. Lexi now reminded Storm that Hikaru Shida has earned the spot in the match, which infuriated Tony Storm. She walked off throwing her shoe at Lexi Nair, and that was the way the segment came to a close. Good stuff. Good stuff. I don't know. Samoa Joe, Ring of Honor TV champion. He's the king of television. Defeated Andrew Everett. And this was... Uh, Quick and painless. Coquina Clutch, goodbye. He did that uh, little walk away from the opponent as the opponent looks to go off the top rope. And, you know, they don't really have that uh, telegraphed. I guess they don't have that well scouted. And Joe just walks away like nothing ever happened. 
Uh, th- this guy, this guy rolled through and did a kip up, and, and Joe turned around and be like, "Motherfucker!" And then he clotheslined this this guy's head off. Uh, and goodbye, <laughs> cocaine and clutch, and that was it. He probably got pissed. Don't no sell my spot, you motherfucker. That's my spot, bitch. And then uh, he uh, basically maimed him and killed him. Cocaine and clutch dispatched him pretty quickly. After the match, Joe took the mi- took the microphone and reminded everyone. Of his challenge to CM Punk last week, he was met with deafening silence. The deafening silence of a coward. He said the real world champion has been a real coward, and he gave Punk the courtesy of asking for the rematch, but now he will have to convince him himself. Samoa Joe is very angry here, man. You don't want to be uh, in a situation where you angered somebody like Samoa Joe. You want to surprise me at all in? You want me to raise my fucking eyebrows and mark out and tune in every week to see where this shit's going? Joe destroys Punk at All In. Double champion. Then that would make him the real world champion. It'll be be something we never saw coming. It's believable. Joe's a fucking killer. And send Punk on the road to, to, um, to Chase to get his title back. Now, does this match need to be different from the last one that we saw, man? Do we add a stipulation? Do we add, like, uh, you know, uh, a submission match or uh, a no DQ, a uh, a brawl or backstreet street fight or something like that? I don't know. Something different is always better than the same thing we've gotten. Yeah. So, sure, why not? But you want to shock the world, man. Have Joe go over. I don't expect them to. Don't get me wrong. I don't, like, want him to or expect him to. The right thing to do would be keep Punk champion until him and MJF square off. Yeah. But you want to do something to fucking shock the system, have Joe go over. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, wishful thinking there, bro. Yeah, I know. The TNT champion. It's not Luchasaurus. It's Christian Cage. It it really is Luchasaurus, but Christian Cage is uh, holding the championship hostage right now. Uh, he's out there, and they recap Luchasaurus' attack on Darby Allen last night on Rampage, which, I mean, I didn't watch. I mean, who's watching Rampage? Uh, an attack that made a little girl in the crowd last night cry. I always appreciate those types of moments because the kids are so innocent, man, and they're watching Darby Allen, fan favorite, man. He's good with the kids, getting beat up, and, and the uh, angry dinosaur beat, beat him up, making the little kids cry front row. Gotta love it. <laughs> Christian insulted the crowd, noting that they were the second best at a lot of things. Uh, Basically, he said all of everybody in North Carolina is related. Uh, Michael Jordan was the second best basketball player of all time behind LeBron James. Now, this is a very subjective thing that's going to get a lot of people angry. Some people think that LeBron James is the greatest of all time. Some people think Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. Jesse lives in Chi-Town, and I'm assuming he thinks LeBron James is the greatest of all time. No, man. <laughs> but look, but look, I love LeBron. LeBron, LeBron is LeBron is is fucking uh, a, a top tier, uh, a fucking absolute greatest athlete, one of the greatest athletes of all time. He's, he's amazing to yeah. have ever lived. He's he's amazing, and I I think he was you know, um, before his career his career is winding down now. I think before his career started winding down, he had a chance to be up there as great as Mike. But now that you see he's on that downhill, he's never he's not gonna get any better. No, I don't think he eclipsed what Michael Jordan did. And that's no disrespect. Dude, nobody has eclipsed what Michael fucking Jordan did. No. Not a disrespect. You can't tell me you're not better than Jordan, so you suck. Nobody is better than Jordan. 
Yeah. I think LeBron has come the closest, and he did not eclipse Jordan. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with MJ, too. There's no yeah. way. I mean, uh, you, you, you had to live through that period to see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was amazing, dude. It was fucking amazing. So somebody in the chat said Thunder Rosa is potentially leading Mercedes Martinez and Diamante in a new stable. I like that. I, I would I would love that. I think that would be great. I would love that would be the role that I wanted for the Renegade Twins. Yep. But I'll take this as well. I'll take this. Anyway, uh, Luchasaurus and Christian Cage are there. Uh, he mentioned Michael Jordan being second best to LeBron James. And uh, Ric Flair was the second best compared to Christian, being that uh, Ric Flair is from North Carolina. He turned his attention to Darby Allen, noting that he'll never be the TNT champion again as long as Christian has it. Christian said that Darby Allen paints half of his face because he's half dead inside. Christian said that if Darby Allen kept coming after him, he'd make sure to give him the other 50% and finish the job. Savage. Gotta love Christian Cage. What an asshole, man. So, all of a sudden, Arn Anderson and Brock Anderson walk out. Father and son here. Noting that this was horseman country, got a big pop. Arn Anderson reminded Luchasaurus that he was the TNT champion and not Christian Cage, but Christian Cage cut him off. Christian reminded everyone that he and Luchasaurus took the Andersons out a few months ago with Arn saying that they never forgot. Brock then charged to the ring, and we got an impromptu match with Luchasaurus and Brock Anderson, which, I mean, ended up, as you would expect, Luchasaurus dispatched him pretty handedly. Killed him. Anderson started to make a little bit of a comeback before Luchasaurus dropped him with a choke slam. Uh, Luchasaurus hit uh, a big-time lariat, and that was it to retain his title, not Christian Cage. Uh, after the match, Darby Allen jumped Christian and Luchasaurus with a skateboard. Allen hit a skateboard-assisted double stomp to Luchasaurus' back, sending him out of the ring. Darby then challenged Christian to a singles match next week, which Christian Cage accepted. So uh, Darby is getting a match for the TNT title at All Out. So it's going to be Darby versus Luchasaurus at All Out. But he's got Christian Cage next week in a setup for that. Uh, I like what's going on here with the TNT Championship. Even if we are kind of hinting that Darby may take that title, bro, I'm not taking that title off of Christian Cage. Right now, that title has been dead to me, and I think Christian is making it look somewhat, I don't want to say relevant yet, but he's definitely making it feel more important than the previous uh, three or four champions that we've gotten for the TNT title. So when, when are we getting Luchasaurus and Darby? All out. Okay, I wouldn't book Darby and Christian Cage before. I would book Darby and Christian Cage at All Out for the title. Since he claims he's champion, I would have Darby go over, but then I would have it. I would have someone come out, have have uh, Shivani come out and say, "Well, Luchasaurus is champion, not Christian Cage, so you don't get the title." So it goes right back to Luchasaurus, who gives it right back to Christian Cage. But what are you sending me here? Matt Ruiz? Yes. This guy This guy deserves a shout-out. Matt Ruiz, you watching the show, bro. What the fuck happened, man? What am I looking at? This guy is in the hospital, bleeding out, and he is more concerned and telling the nurse that he's watching us live. Matt, what did you do to your goddamn elbow? I don't know. And- I don't, I don't want to know what Matt did to his elbow, but Matt, hopefully you get that taken care of, bro. Holy fucking shit. You're making me queasy over here. Jeez, man. Holy fucking shit. Uh, Matt, 
Uh, get better, man. That that's that's ridiculous. I don't know where you got cut like that. Uh, if it was at the house or if you were at the show tonight in North Carolina, I don't know what the hell's going on there. But get well, brother. That sucks, man. Oh man. Um, I, I'm liking this Christian Cage thing. You know, th- there's uh, there's a subtle rumor going around that Edge is going to retire next week in Toronto. Really? I don't know if that's the case or not. I know I know uh, Mr. Uh, Andrew Baydala and I talked about this on Tuesday night. Uh, Edge is seemingly coming up on a contract year, bro. I think his contract is soon to be expired with WWE. You know, I would, I, I, listen, you know, I don't want to throw it out there as a, as a realistic possibility, but there is a, a sliver of a chance. It's possible. That we could see Adam Copeland end up in AEW, man, and, and retire in AEW for at least another year. Because at the end of the day, what else is there for Adam Copeland to do in, in WWE? He's not winning any world championships over there, especially with him being on SmackDown. Maybe he'd love to finish his career off working with his best friend, whether as allies or rivals. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't want to put it out there, like I said, as a possibility. But, you know, it, it's it's something that we could really be uh, thinking about and looking at come 2024. Yeah, because the chances of Christian going back to WWE are pretty much non-existent. And while Ed still has anything left in the tank at all, and he wants to tag with his boy, I don't I don't see why he would not. He doesn't have to sign a long-term deal. He can sign up and do one pay-per-view, you know? Edge and Christian versus FTR? Sign Man. me the fuck up, bro. The Bucks? Oh, my goodness. I mean... You don't have to be a full-time employee. I'm sure TK would take him at whatever capacity that Adam wants to come over as. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, listen, awesome. guys, you know, again, uh, we we could we could be looking at that edge. It's going to be a very interesting SmackDown next week. Edge and Sheamus in Toronto. Uh, who knows why he asked for that match. Maybe he wants that to be his swan song in WWE. We don't know, man. So. Uh, yeah. it, could be, it could be Edge coming over with Jey Uso. Yeah. Yeah, Jay Uso could be all elite. Yeah, man. Free agent. He quit. Yeah. So he quit WWE. I can't wait for all of the half-witted trolls in the comment section tomorrow. Like, tell Jesse that Jay Uso's not actually fired. You know, it's just a, love it. Oh, it's only the next chapter of the bloodline, man. <laughs> I love it. Yes, it's real, guys. He he quit on TV. Trust me, it's real. Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us, man. We're up to uh almost fifteen hundred in the uh Live stream tonight, so thank you guys very much. You guys are still uh, coming on in here and finding the show and spending your Saturday nights with us. Thank you to everybody that has uh, found us on this Saturday evening. We got Powerhouse Hobbs. We got (laughs) Gotta love it, man. Powerhouse Hobbs is uh, looking like, bro, this guy's getting bigger and bigger by the fucking week, man. Holy shit. And he's getting booked better and better. Yes. Hobbs is out there. Hobbs said that. Last week, an opportunity presented itself for a big match at All Out in Chicago. Hobbs said that he's been distracted lately, so he went back home to read from the Book of Hobbs. The next chapter of the Book of Hobbs is entitled Redemption. He says in order to redeem himself after losing the TNT title and losing out in the Owen Hart Cup Foundation Tournament, he has to call out the Redeemer. Hobbs called Miro out for a fight. Miro came out. He walked down the aisleway. He was attacked by QTV, Nick Comorado, and Aaron Solo, who are associates of QTV and QT Marshall, or Marshall. Miro dealt with them and uh, walked right into a big-time spine buster from Powerhouse Hobbs. 
Hobbs then laid the book of Hobbs on Miro's chest before leaving the ring. I thought this was great. I thought this was a fantastic segment. Miro finally has his first feud. Uh, Though it does come two weeks before uh, All In and three weeks before All Out, hopefully we get Miro saying something. Hopefully we get some type of build over the next couple of weeks. But who wins this match, Jesse? Is Miro going to do the business and put Hobbs over? Because... I don't know how many more losses Will Hobbs could take, man. I mean, they if he's going to need the win, I know it's like, what are you doing here? here? Thinking it, I was just there thinking that, like, neither one of these guys should really be losing. No, but I got a feeling, yeah, I think Hobbs is going to eat the L on this one, man. I don't, I don't know. That's that's pretty lame. Yep, you know. But uh, listen, Miro's in a feud. Hobbs is in something meaningful. I guess yeah. that's all we could really ask say, for, man. Yeah, I was just going to say that. You know what? If these two are going to get into a feud and give us a match. I'm not going to fucking complain. No. I, I'm not. I am not. I'll take what they give us as long as it's a good match. That's all I want. So right now, we have uh, potentially two matches signed for All Out. We got Darby versus Luchasaurus and Powerhouse Hobbs versus Miro. It's pretty good. Thank you. We're off to a good start. We got more built for All Out than we got for All In. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, one comes first. I mean... Th- I think they just buried all in. What comes first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> yeah, they. I think they just buried all in by not canceling all out because every. It feels like everything for all in is going to be a setup for all out. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Clearly, the people that are not booked for all in are going to be booked for all out. You know, it's going to be like uh, it's going to be like a, a two night WrestleMania, a week apart, bro. It's exactly what it's going to be. You know. Anyway, we got a rundown of Dynamite for Wednesday. Orange Cassidy's back on the show, man. Where's he going to be when we come Wednesday, man? At 8 o'clock, he's going to be opening the show, and you're going to be texting me at 8.01. Oh, Orange Cassidy, open up another Dynamite. Jesus. He's going up against Wheeler Yuta defending the International Championship. The Guns versus the Young Bucks, that was made official. And then on collision, Darby versus Christian Cage and Diamante versus Willow Knight. And... I'll be sleeping already. I'm sleeping already. We don't care. Trio's title match, we got the House of Black. Brody King, Buddy Matthews, and Malachi Black. Congratulations to my guy, Buddy Matthews, man. He's engaged to the women's champion, Rhea Ripley. No, he's not. That's XCOM Dom's girl, man. What are you talking about? What is wrong with you? Buddy Matthews single-handedly, bro, shattered the hearts of many, many, many geeks and virgins in the IWC, man. You got to love him. He's the greatest villain of all time. XCOM Dom, that's his girl. Jesus Christ, man. Is uh, is Vince McMahon going to punish Rhea Ripley for getting engaged and going off the storyline, man? Because now yeah. everybody's going to say, well, I thought she was with Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> As it stands right now, Rhea, Rhea Ripley is the most valuable female in the entire company. Yeah. She can do whatever the fuck she wants right now. Yeah. So... So we got this match against CMFTR. This is Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood, FTR, and the real world's champion, CM Punk. This was a tremendous main event. This actually saved a lot of this show because up until this point, it was a good show, and the show was very consistent and it flowed well, but there really wasn't that big blow-away match that we have known to come and expect from AEW Collision. But this was it. This started around 9.30. This got plenty of time. Yeah. And this continued the string of CM Punk is doing some great shit in this second chance with AEW. Uh, Samoa Joe 
earlier in the night, called out CM Punk and said he's going to have to take business into his own hands. Obviously, he made good on that promise as he factored into the ending of this match. And CM Punk's path to Wembley now looks like it is official without actually having it being announced against Samoa Joe. So Jim Ross joined on commentary. He was in the main event. He sounded really good. Hopefully Jim Ross is back to uh, decent health here after uh, a little health scare and injury scare. Punk and FTR got the advantage on Buddy Matthews early on. They were uh, going at it where Punk and Buddy Matthews crowd got really into that with let's go Punk, let's go Buddy Chance. Uh, Brody King got involved here. He held on to Buddy Matthews who was bouncing off the ropes via a Punk Irish whip and he tagged in. So we got uh, Brody in there against Dax, who tagged in. Harwood went low on Brody with a dropkick. And the team of CMFTR went after Brody with FTR eventually double drop kicking him out of the ring, being that he's the most uh, vile and vicious guy in the House of Black. Malachi tagged in, and we got a nice little face-off with Malachi and CM Punk with a holy shit chant. They faced off, and they both sat um, with their legs crossed in the middle of the ring. And that was a nice little stare off there. Uh, Black escaped a go-to-sleep attempt, and he went for Black Mass. Punk ducked it, and they both sat looking at each other with chants of holy shit. So all six guys then stand behind their leaders. we got the House of Black standing behind Malachi as he's sitting in the ring. FTR standing behind Punk as he's sitting in the ring. we got a big Pier 6 brawl here as we... Go to a commercial break with all six guys. Fast forward a little bit. House of Black had Punk isolated, and Punk caught Matthews with a surprise GTS before making a tag out to Cash. Wheeler went over the top and took out everybody on the outside with a massive suicide dive. Harwood helped send uh, everybody out to the floor. Wheeler hit a big dive to the floor, like I said, before hitting a top rope bulldog on Brody for a near fall. King... Is overpowering FTR by himself. He had a big double suplex, which looked more like a double DDT. Harwood cut off King as he was battling Brody on the top rope. FTR hit a big double suplex off the top with Punk following with an elbow drop on Brody for a near fall. They hit a trio's shatter machine on Brody before Buddy Matthews and Malachi came in. And we got a big brawl again with all six guys. Everybody was down. Punk hit a dive to Buddy on the floor. But all of a sudden, Samoa Joe dragged him into the crowd and choked him out, and the referee did not see any of this. So Julia Hart was distracting, which allowed Brody King to hit a big discus lariat on Dax, and that was enough to retain the trio's championship. I love the fact that Samoa Joe was so indiscreet about this shit. He dragged Punk into the crowd, choked him out. Um, The referee, which I think was Remsburg, did not see any of this. He was asking, where's Punk? Where's Punk? And he didn't see nothing. If you don't see it, it didn't happen. Brody gets the big lariat, and House of Black, honestly, Jesse, gets their biggest win ever as a trio in AEW over at CMFTR. Uh, this was very interesting, man. Setting this up before collision, I thought there was a huge possibility of CMFTR winning the trio's championships, and then maybe, possibly, we are headed towards that big six-man tag team match that I think everybody wants with the Elite. But we didn't get that. And we got Joe Punk at All In, while the House of Black does not have anything going on at All In, uh, which I think that could easily be fixed. Just do Malachi versus Andrade at All In. Yeah, you know, the House of Black could quite honestly be the absolute perfect trios team. Oh, they Um, are great. 
they are they are just so fucking good. Brody yeah. King is the muscle. Um, Buddy, Buddy Matthews is, is the te- Buddy is, is, is the, the fucking uh, Matt te- or the fucking yeah. wrestler. You know, Buddy 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 is the is the is the I, I would say he's the ex he's the he's the he he's he's the he is the wrestler. He is the he is the what am I looking for the the Matt the the Matt tactician. Yeah. And and Malachi is the brains. I yeah. mean, it is just it it is just the perfect thing. I will say this: I would like to see Julia Hart do more. Um, as far as the matches where there's gonna be some interference involved, not that it has to be, um, every match, but when it does happen, I want to see her do more than just get on the apron. Yeah. Workhorse. Yeah. Thank that's you, Jam That's a good word for it. Yeah. Perfect. He is the workhorse of the fucking group. Malachi is the brains. I want to see Julia do more than just get on the apron and wave at the referee. Yeah. I want to see her do some evil shit. I mean, when she gets involved, I want to see her do some evil shit. And then people get so fucking pissed, they want to walk up to it, and then they get Brody fucking King staring in their fucking face. I don't know. know, There's something a little different. Maybe take some black powder or something and blow it into somebody's face. You know, not not this cringy shit with, like, fucking everybody shooting mist now or black fucking goo out of their mouth. You know, we don't need to do that. But, uh, yeah, something a little different, I think, would add a nice little wrinkle to it. Yeah, it, it would. But outside of that, man, they, this is the absolute perfect fucking trio team. I love them. And to be honest, I don't see how Brody King is not AEW champion one day. Uh, who said that on commentary? I think Jim Ross said that on commentary. He's like, on, on any given moment, I he says that I could see Brody King as an AEW world champion. 1,000%. Yeah. yeah. 1,000. He is amazing. He's over as fuck. He is so good yeah. for a Big man, he is the absolute best big man in that company. And they actually have a lot of really good, talented big men, too. Let me tell you, man, Brody was chopping the shit out of everybody in that match. I don't know. You know, Punk said that uh, he didn't want any <laughs> chops tonight. What? what I, th- I think that's bullshit. I mean, Brody was throwing them things around like he was giving them out for free. Yeah. You know, and, and he, ch- he chopped the shit out of Dax. He chopped the shit out of Punk. He did that big cannonball in the fucking corner, man. That cannonball is like what we think of when Gunther chops somebody, man. I would never fucking want to be on the receiving end of that shit. No, that shit looks not, like it fucking sucks. Not at all. Not at all. I, he he's so awesome. He he's, he's not in he's not in, he's not in fight forever. I well, I haven't honestly I haven't even touched fight forever since that first stream I did, man. It just got fucking boring. Yeah, it really I got know, boring. I, it did. I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't argue that. Yeah. But my son was watching um, Collision with me, and he said, "I want to go play as Brody King." I'm like, go ahead. So he went into the other room and turned on the PlayStation and yeah. came back and said, "I can't find him." The fuck you mean? I looked it up. He's not in the game. No. I don't know why they didn't put the whole House of Black in the game. I don't know. I mean, hopefully they do add uh, Buddy and and Brody to the game. Yeah, they they need to. They need to. But they get a fix that game. You're right. It got really boring really fast. Yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, that's basically all that happened on Collision, man. Solid show. Very consistent show. The formula of the show is obviously working. You know, it's it's just booked in a different way, man. It's nice and contained. It's slow. It's easily digestible compared to the rapid pace of a dynamite. But uh, there wasn't a lot to really sink your teeth into. They forwarded some stories, had a tremendous main event which set up Punk's direction for, all, direction for All In, and that was basically what we got, man. So, you know, Saturday night, if you missed it, you really didn't miss much of anything. Nope, 
What do we have? Two bombs? We had two bombs tonight, and we are about to get into the Super Chats right now, man. I'm going to put on some tunes, and we are going to run through these things as Jesse is pouring himself a crown. Here we go. Shot a crown peach. I saw somebody in the comments talking about my favorite whiskeys. They can kiss my ass, dude. This is my shit. There you go. Nothing wrong with Crown Royale, man. I like Crown. It's, it's awesome, man. It, it goes down much smoother than straight crown. I, I'll take this any day of the week, man. There you go. Kiss my ass. I don't care. I love it. Anyway, guys, uh, I appreciate you joining us on a Saturday night. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Go follow Jesse on Twitter as well at Tritown Smart and follow him on YouTube. Same at. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Uh, I don't know if I will have anything tomorrow. It looks like it's been a slow weekend, so uh, the next time you see me will probably be on Monday, man. I may be taking Sunday off. So uh, I will see you guys on Monday as we get back into a brand new week. And make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. I asked for a very soft goal of 750 likes. Can we hit 750 likes on the live stream tonight? Let's get into these super chats. We're going to start off with Michelle with a $2 super chat. Darby fighting two wars. Mogul Embassy and Christian. I like it. I like it. Yeah, me too. Beyond the Darby, script. Darby's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. Beyond the script with a nine ninety nine. Hopefully this will come through now. Just showing my support to the best podcast in the IWC and on YouTube. Congrats on 148. Love you, JD. You deserve it. OTS. Love the OTS family. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Beyond the Script. I appreciate that, brother. Man, me and Beyond the Script, man, we didn't see eye to eye for uh, several months, man. He's uh, He's been a swell fellow. Yeah, Good Beyond dude. the Script has been awesome, man. Good dude, man. Been very supportive. Jason Barker, thank you so much, brother, for the 100 bomb before. I appreciate you as always, my friend. Yeah, one more to do. Matthew Armstrong with a one month. Love you, JD. Been watching since Hate Mail Mondays. Way too shy to ever comment, though. Matthew, we got to change that, brother. You're now a VIP here, man. No shy anything in the OTS venue, man. Uh, Devoted with 13 months. Thank you, brother. He says OTS for life. Tribal Chief with one month. Never liked AEW, but they're making me change my mind, really getting into it. Not the but respect, JD. You're the best podcast. OTS family for life, pal. Thank you, Tribal Chief. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for being here for one month. Raging Girl Gamble with 34 months. 34 months. Not much to say. It's been rough with me and drinking. I need all the prayers. Y'all my family. Rage. Sorry to hear that, Rage. Going through it myself. Not me particularly, but, you know, I got family members that need some big-time help, man. Honestly. Rage, we're all here for you. You need anything from us. Jesse said he's always available. You know my number, Rage. You got a ton of support here in the chat. I know there are people in this chat that are always going to lend you an ear if you need someone to talk to, Rage. Golden Boy with 22 months, almost here for 24 months. Great job, as always, from you and Jesse. Keep rocking and being number one OTS forever. Thank you, Golden Boy. 
Sleep Gang with a $5 super chat. Starks had the best, worst promo I ever heard. Not as good as Cody's towards the ladder match, but this made little sense. I loved it, though. Yeah, but Ricky Starks is very overly animated. He uh, makes anything sound great or better than it should be. Yeah. Average foodie with 100 in rupees. I personally think Edge will have a final match on SmackDown and he will join AEW for a year and have classics and also CMFTR versus the Elite also going to happen too. I could see the Edge thing happening for sure. All right, second bomb. Uh, Zumba Cliff, thank you, brother, for the $100 super chat. As always, man, Jason Barker with a $5 super chat. He says, hashtag CM junk. Nick Storm review with a 15. Colliding once again and goddamn proud. JD, grab him by the Puni gang. What what does that mean? I don't know. Puyong gang, my man. What does that mean? Punani? Is that what that means? I'm not reading it right now. P-Y-O-N-G-Y-A-N-G? No. That's not Punani. No. I don't know what that means. I'm uh, I'm fucking so I'm so fucking just removed from everything, man. I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know what, what does that, that mean? Uh, have a good rest of the weekend, both you both and uh, all the little JD maniacs watching at home. Have these Australian shekels, fifty fifty. There you go, bro. Next storm review. I appreciate you, brother. Fifteen from Australia, Mike. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> by the chucha. Is that what that means? LOL? I don't know. That was a I don't grab anybody idea. by anything, man. I do. You get I in trouble. My, you get in trouble I, for that. I grab my wife all the time. Nothing she can do about it. Legally, she has to let me do it. Uh who else we got? Joseph the gamer with a five dollar super chat. JD, I hate pro WWE fans. Their arguments are stupid. They think Jimmy's reasoning makes sense and will call people idiots for not liking the reasoning. I said last night, uh, Joseph the Gamer, thank you for the $5 Super Chat. Um, The reason, if you really want to think about it, could make sense, but is it the best explanation that they possibly could have come up with? No. It made sense, but it also did not make sense at the same time, Jesse, because I said, if Jay Uso was about to win the world championship and Jimmy stopped him because he felt like Jay was going to turn into Roman Reigns, I mean, fine, you could think about that, but... He's helping him by how? Not having him win the world championship and ending the tribal reign of Roman Reigns? Like, I don't understand that. No, it it didn't make sense to me. My thought process was that he would want Jay to win to stop Roman's horrible reign and save the family and bring honor to the Anawaii family as opposed to letting Roman, by, by his own admission, just fuck everything up. He shouldn't think that his brother's going to turn into Roman. He should think that his brother's going to save the family. Sounds like Vince McMahon's getting his grubby hands on this storyline, bro. You know what, though? We got an explanation. It's the most we could say about uh, anything, man. We didn't get none for Cody and Brock. Yeah. yeah At least we got some sort of explanation here. We'll take it. Uh, we got Eric Newton here with uh, a $5 Super Chat. Alter Bridge killed it at Foxwoods easily. One of my top concerts I've attended up there with Judas Priest and Metallica. Alter Bridge always puts on a great show, man. I've seen them about nine times live. Uh, average foodie with 40 and rupees. Punk thing is Saga, assuming Punk and Elite will feud. Maybe. I don't know. We will see. I hope so. Everybody hopes so. Honestly. 
Uh, LJ with a 499. Tonight was my first AEW event for my birthday. Great main event. Hopefully you enjoyed yourself, brother. Edward Liu with a 499. If Adam Copeland were to join AEW, how much do you think TK would pay for Metalingus? Can't imagine Edge and Adam ever coming out to any other theme. Tony would buy it in a heartbeat, brother. He'd pay for whatever the fuck he needed to. Uh, Marcus Cruz with the $2 Super Chat. Kobe is still better than LeBron. No, he's not. No, he, no, he, that's not even debatable. No, now, LeBron, LeBron is better than Cody, man. Uh, Kobe, LeBron come on. Be- I'll, I'll, give, I'll give Kobe a good solid three, maybe even four, depending on who you want to argue with. But Jordan is one. LeBron is two. Kobe is a soft three. Easily. And, and it's not a disrespect, man. These are talking about the greatest of all time. No. Max Chains with 12 months, one year in the venue. Appreciate your hard work and dedication. Hashtag OTS for life. Thank you for 12 months, brother. Happy to have you here in the VIP club. Oz and Glorious with a five. JD, could we get another Jinder Mahal? I don't know. Where did Jinder go, man? Goodbye. I thought, they were, uh, I, thought, I thought they had a good spot for him as a manager. With, I don't know, man. Do you really want to see Indus share on television? Not like you watch Raw anyway. I don't care. I'm not watching it anyway. But I thought they had a plan for him. Average foodie. 40 in rupees. Thoughts on Alfred Kanuha, cheese man of WWE. I have zero thoughts because he's irrelevant. Was he works for WWE now? I don't know. Like, Will? Who cares? Well, I mean, who gives a shit? He writes for Forbes. Whatever, man. Oz and Glorious with the $5 Super Chat. Mercedes running an all-in to help Soraya win at Wembley. I think we need to stop booking Mercedes, honestly. Yeah. If it yeah. happens, it happens. Yeah. Gig Worker, ten ninety nine with a $2 Super Chat. JD and Jesse are better than you, baby. You damn right. My guy, Buddy... With a new membership. I don't know why Buddy's a new member, man. Buddy, are you a new member? I thought you were a fucking member here the whole time, man. Somebody said LeBron is not better than Magic. Yes, he is. Um, put some respect on Kareem Abdul-Jalain. If you want to put Kareem number three over Kobe, I would listen to that. I would listen to that. But LeBron is better than Magic and um, Kareem. And again, it's not... A, I mean, those guys were fucking amazing, okay? But... Magic wouldn't have been as good as Magic is, and Kareem wouldn't have been as good as Kareem is without each other. Right? Why is this a basketball discussion, man? What the fuck? Because it's more interesting than what we get. Jesus Christ. Buddy, thank you so much, brother. Hopefully you and the wife are, uh, are doing good, man. Uh, Hollywood Eric with a $10 Super Chat. JD and Jesse have been buying rounds. Nachos and tacos for everyone in here tonight in the beer garden. Round the nachos and tacos for the best tag team in the IWC. Jesse, fix the echo. It's a beer garden. What echo? Shit row magic echo. Is a, magic is a better passer. Yes. Magic is a better passer than all those guys. Magic does that better than all around game total. LeBron is number two. Easily to everyone else. Mike FPS with three months. Thank you, brother. And Marcus Cruz with $2 in Super Chat. LeBron was scared of Kobe, Jesse, facts. Oh, maybe he was. I can't argue that he was or wasn't. I don't know him like that, but I know LeBron is a better player than Kobe. 
Jet Eye. Jet Eye in the chat. Jet Eye in the chat said LeBron sought out D Wade to cement his greatness. Right. But then he went back to Cleveland <laughs> without him and then went to LA without him and won two more championships. Oh, LeBron man. See, better. now you got him started, man. You see, I don't know why you guys got to get him started. Now he's not going to shut up about this yet. LeBron is better. It's okay. It's, I mean, it's not the end of the world, man. Everybody can't be number one. Jordan is clear number one. I think LeBron established himself as a clear number two. Man, this is like the discussion I used to have with everybody back in the day, man. Who was a better pitcher, Pedro Martinez or Greg Maddox? I'm going with Greg Maddox all day long. Yeah, I like how I get I get comments of you wearing a you wearing a Bengals jersey, not wearing a Bears jersey. No one's saying shit about JD being a, a Braves fan living in New York. All, they're just concerned about me wearing a Ocho Cinco jersey. Listen, man, people wear jerseys because they like the color of the jersey and they like the style of the jersey. It's like whatever the case may be. Same thing with baseball hats, man. I, I see yeah. people walking around with Metallica shirts and they don't even listen to fucking Metallica. They just like the design of the shirt. Who gives a I'm shit? Not a, I'm not a Bengals fan. I like the color. I like how brash and 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 don't give a shit attitude that, you know, Chad brings. But I'm not a Bengals fan. I would love to see. I would love to see, by the way, if anybody's wearing a Metallica shirt, man, that is a little sus. And I, I think you don't listen to Metallica. I'd love to ask. Name me one song from this band that you got on your shirt there. And they, they name nothing. I'd love to know. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, I don't listen to Metallica. Why are you wearing the t-shirt? Then? Why are you wearing the t-shirt? Can you name? Uh, can you name uh, anything from the Cincinnati Bengals, bro? Well, I can name a whole bunch of players from the Cincinnati Bengals. As a matter of fact, Boomer Esiason was my favorite quarterback for the longest time. Boomer Esiason and Dan Marino. Was Boomer Esiason was great, man. We named uh, our family. Awesome. We named our cat after uh, Boomer Esiason, man. Man, look, I, I love Boomer, dude. Um, Icky Woods, one of my favorite running backs of all time. You know, one of them. I, I, I like the few of the Bengals players. T.J. Husmanzada, give me a fucking break. That guy's a fucking. T.J. Husmanzada was everything people wanted Chad Johnson to be without the attitude. He was great. I was never a Bengals fan, but I, I respect uh, you know, Galacta, people who This is the last game. thing before I get the fuck out of here. Otherwise, we're never going to get out of here. Galactic Donut says LeBron ain't even top five. Okay. Man, we're done. <laughs> okay. Yeah, LeBron's trash, bro. LeBron right. needed Kobe to win a gold medal. All right, I'm getting out of here, man. Get Jesus fucking. Fuck. I mean, where do you get these fans, bro? Where do you get these fans? Oh, good... my God, man. Jordan is one. LeBron is two. We can discuss three. Someone brought up Kareem. I think that's a very good fucking number three over Kobe. Joseph Taylor with a two, and then we're getting out of here. I have a Randy Moss jersey, and I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Moss is the shit, man. Yeah. Anyway, guys, I'll see you back on Monday live after Raw, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on Saturday night. Go follow on the socials. Hit that thumbs up. Thank you guys for the super chats. Thank you for reopening your memberships and becoming a new member if you did tonight. Go follow Jesse. There you go. I think I may have one, too. Guys, I'll see you on Monday right back here on OTS. I'll see you guys later. Go, go, go.